Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is Urban Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book on FromBeerToTheBible.com. I wanted to follow up on our conversation from last week, and I reviewed the scripture, Matthew 633, which talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I wanted to spend some time and anchor ourselves again in the word, but I want to pray like I have been doing recently because there's so many things not only going on in my life, but also in the world. So I want to anchor us in a prayer. Lord, Father God, we thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy. And most importantly, Lord, today we thank you for your long-suffering towards us. Father God, we pray for peace, and we pray for your will to be done in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read a couple of scriptures to get us re-anchored in the word of God. I'm going to read Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I'm going to follow that up with Luke chapter 12, verse 31. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added unto you. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. I want to talk about and continue to really follow up on how the enemy uses things to enslave us, uh, which ultimately lead us to addiction, which was one of the main causes of my own alcoholism. And when the Lord revealed this to me, to be very honest with you, it was it was quite painful because when I realized that my downward spiral was contributed to all of the things that I had developed a passion and a love for. And when the enemy came to attack those things, then I freaked out and I started to drink even more. So today I want to talk about signs that perhaps you are an alcoholic or becoming an alcoholic because we get a lot of feedback and we get uh, a lot of requests asking the questions, how can I tell if I am an alcoholic? How can I tell if I'm an alcoholic? And one of the main ways is anytime you want to change the way you feel, Anytime you want to change the way you feel, if you consistently turn to alcohol, you may be an alcoholic. I'm going to give you a practical example of that. No matter what was going on in my life, if it was an argument with my wife, if it was a situation in the business I stewarded, if I felt down, happy, sad, glad, 
but primarily when I felt angry or upset or just down. And I felt like I need to change the way I feel. And my first response was always, I need to go and get a drink. Notice the words. The words we say are powerful. I would always say, if anyone was around, and I would say it to myself, oh, I'm not really feeling good today. A little bit down. I need to go get a drink. Notice what I said. I need. It's a priority. Like, I was not going to survive if I didn't get that drink. So it became a self-fulfilling prophecy that I always needed a drink if I wanted to change the way I feel. So look over your life and be honest with yourself. You know, what is your I need? What is that thing, that crutch, that Band-Aid that you put on yourself to make yourself feel better? And if that is, alcohol or drugs, then perhaps you are an alcoholic or an addict. And it's okay because healing starts with surrender, admitting that you have a problem. So that is one of the ways I would encourage you to examine your life to see if you are an alcoholic. The other one that is prevalent when you talk to those like myself who have experienced alcoholism is you make important decisions while drunk. You make important decisions while drunk. And this is one that is extremely telling. So if any time you need to make a decision you go and have a drink or several drinks to the point where you are intoxicated and you make decisions about your life, your business, your marriage, your finances, then you may be an alcoholic. Here's a practical example of that. Anytime I would get stressed out, we, I remember when we were buying our house when we first moved here, it was a very trying and stressful process for me. So every time they would call, ask me questions, I would say, okay, can I call you back? And I'd go have a couple of drinks just to deal with the stress of trying to buy the house. I was making decisions while intoxicated. And some of you are going to say, well, I don't make any decisions around my life or my business or my finances or my family while I'm drinking. If you have ever gotten behind the wheel of a car, knowing that you've had too much to drink, you made a decision while being drunk. You made a decision. Look back over your life and say, what decisions have I made while I was either under the influence or I was just flat out drunk? And as I go back over my life and I look at a lot of the situations, the challenges, the problems, the things that I got myself into, drinking was involved. Drinking was involved. And I remember one of my friends saying to me, he said, have you ever realized like every time your allergies flare up, every time you don't feel good, 
every time you do something stupid that it involves drinking, I can still hear him saying that. And I was sitting there saying, first of all, how can you say that to me? Well, he was a real friend. He was right. Every time I did something stupid, then it involved drinking. And if you go places with your friends, your family, your wife, and you are embarrassing them when you're drinking, you may be an alcoholic. If you're blacking out and you're doing things that you would not do without alcohol, then you may be an alcoholic. Here's an example. I would go to events and places and I would behave totally out of character. And those who knew me would be like, man, you know, you're, you're a good guy to be around until you start drinking. I just don't understand who you become when you start drinking. And I'm thinking, well, I'm the life of the party. What are you talking about, man? I'm having a great time. Well, no, what you're doing is, and what I was doing was embarrassing myself and embarrassing my wife. I cannot tell you the number of times that my wife and I went somewhere and I had too much to drink and I embarrassed her. And I'm sorry for all that stuff, right? My family, my cousin's wedding one time got totally just drunk. It was his wedding day, and his favorite cousin is drunk beyond belief. I was so embarrassed by that. That was right before I went to rehab. And a lot of that reasoning was just the guilt and shame behind being drunk at my favorite cousin's wedding and his mom and his dad seeing me drunk like that. I was embarrassed, but I wasn't embarrassed enough to stop drinking. And if your friends and family are coming to you, saying to you, and when you drink, you, you know, you, you're embarrassing us. You're, you're not yourself. These are key words that you may have a drinking problem. Do not ignore them. I ignored all that stuff. I just plowed right through it. And if your family, your mom, your brothers, your sisters, those closest to you are pulling you aside and saying, hey, you know, we really love you. Maybe, maybe you're just drinking a little too much. Maybe you want to get some help. When people are saying those things to you, because they said them to me, and I tried to ignore them. I, I, just, kept, I just kept drinking and, and kept trying to figure out a way to be able to drink. And when they're saying these things to you, you have to take heed to what they're saying because what they're seeing is something you can't necessarily see yourself. And if you could see yourself, it would make you want to change. And the other thing I will say to you is, if when you drink, you wake up the next day and you can't remember what all you've done and you feel this internal burden of shame, of guilt, then perhaps you may be an alcoholic. And I'm going to say why. Because a lot of times when you're drinking to excess, you don't recall all of the things that you've done the night before. And if your friends and your family are coming to you saying, hey, man, you remember when you did this? You remember when you said this? You remember when they kicked you out 
that's a sure sign. If you're drinking to the point where bars and clubs are, are kicking you out and putting you out, I remember when my alcoholism got bad. Even the places that they knew I drank a lot, who really, they overserved me sometimes just because they knew who I was and I had been faithful about going there. When they started to cut me off, internally, honestly, I knew. When they were putting me in, in cabs and incidents where my Uber driver, I was so drunk, where he said, man, I'm, I'm not taking you any further. I'm just going to call your wife. She's got to come and get you. I'm not even dealing with you anymore. That's a sign you may be an alcoholic. You may have a drinking problem. You have to line all of these things up and walk through the list that I'm giving you today and take an honest assessment of it. And as I give you these things, I want to say this to you because this is one of the things that I I said to my family. And I said to my counselor, my spiral, I would say, took about three years. And about a year and a half into that spiral when it was getting really bad, the one thing I really don't recall is people saying they love me and showing me. And and some of that is, you know, hey, I was drunk a lot. But one of the things that I know I needed to hear was that I was loved. So for everyone out there who is hearing this list of things and you are saying, yep, that's me. Yep, I I have that. I want you to know that God loves you. God's not judging you. God's not mad at you. But what God is doing through me is he is bringing light to the darkness of your alcoholism and your addiction. What he's doing is he's calling you. He's saying, my son, my daughter, come to me. Just be in right relationship with me. Seek me. Let me help you. Let me heal you. So one of the things I I realized that the devil did to me for so many years and he would say to me in my addiction is you are an embarrassment. You're not going to recover. God's mad at you. How can you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ? How can you believe in God and drink like this? God is forsaking you. These are all the things he was saying to me. And when you are in a situation where you have rebelled against God. Understand all sin is rebel, rebellion against the will of God. God says, don't be drunk. I, I rebelled against that. I was drunk and I was drunk a lot and, and drinking more. So the lies of the enemy sounded good. And especially when he came to me when I was drunk, you know, the enemy comes in like a flood. And when you're drunk, he creates this anxiety in you. And he says, there's no way out. I remember him saying that to me. There's no way out. You should just die. You should take yourself out. These are the kind of conversations that I know that some of you are having in your mind. He said that to me. And I remember thinking, maybe it would just be better if I 
was just dead because I couldn't see a way out. I could not see a way that I could survive without alcohol. I really, and, and as I'm saying this to you, I'm embarrassed, but it's the truth. And I had to get over the embarrassment of my alcoholism. And let me say this to you. If he is saying these things to you that he said to me, do not make a permanent decision for a temporary problem. Do not make a permanent decision for a temporary problem. Because your alcoholism is not God bigger, stronger, and able to heal you of alcoholism. Yes. So understand, while it may not look good, your circumstances, your alcoholism, your addiction, understand that we are to walk by faith and not sight. Because too many times we just start looking around. I was just looking around saying, Lord, how am I going to get out of here, Lord? And I was thinking about everything from the standpoint of what was I going to do? What I should have been saying is, Lord, what are you going to do to rescue me and to get me out of this situation? The Bible says clearly in Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. The Lord can rescue you from your situation, your alcoholism and your addiction. So be patient. Don't panic. And know that I love you. Know that the Lord loves you. And when you raise your hand, he will never leave you. He will not forsake you. And every step of the way, he will be there to help you through the trials and the tribulations of recovery. Because I was remarking this to my friend. I said, the pain was in the process. But within that pain was the progress. And you will discover things about yourself when you come to Christ and you allow him to start to heal you of your alcoholism. You will discover amazing things about yourself, but more importantly, you're going to discover the depth of the love that the creator of the universe, the Lord Jesus Christ has for you. And that's what the enemy is trying to keep you away from. That's what he's trying to keep you away from. And one of the other things that pointed out to me that I was an alcoholic was the realization that I was sad with alcohol and I was sad without alcohol which made a very sad state of affairs. And the example I'll give you is the days I would wake up and say, okay, I'm going to quit today. I'm going to quit. I'm not going to have any drinks. Well, I would walk around and I'd be sad. I'd be almost in a depression because although I knew that it was something I needed to not do, I didn't know how to live life without alcohol. So all day, I wasn't a great person to be around because the thing that I depended on to get me through every situation that occurred in a 24-hour day, I was depriving myself of it. And 
my soul, my mind, will, and emotions were upset. My body was upset because it was addicted to a substance that all of a sudden I had removed. So I was shaking, I was sweating. So I was showing all of the signs, trying to deny myself the thing that my body was crying out for. And then my spirit would be disquieted. So all three parts of me were in a mess. So I would end up being sad. My wife's like, what's wrong with you? And I was sad because I wasn't drinking. And I was sad thinking the only way I'm going to not be sad is I got to go have a drink. So what would I end up doing? I would maybe make it through the whole day. Then I'm sitting around at home and I'm thinking, man, this just sucks. Life without alcohol sucks. So I'd go have a drink. I'd feel good for a few hours, laugh, joke, wake up in the morning, guilty, sad. And it was this cycle, right? I felt like a hamster. I'm on this wheel. I'm on this wheel. Sad, happy, sad again. Because that's all it was. That's all it was. It was, I tell people, it was a step beyond, just a step above insanity. That's what it was. Because I was doing the same thing and hoping and praying for a different result. And it just was not going to happen. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal. And the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. You can find the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. So as we look over the things that I have said, if any of these signs are manifesting themselves in your life when you drink or you drug, then the answer is there that you may have a problem that you may have a problem. Now here's the good news. Jesus is bigger than your problem. You can get help. If I, a man who thought that he couldn't even stay sober or function without a drink for four minutes, when they told me in rehab, they said, how long can you not drink? I said, maybe like four minutes. That's about all I thought I could survive. And I have more years than those minutes now by the grace of God. But I don't want you to just think that God's going to do it all for you. We activate the promises and the principles of God in the Bible by taking a step of faith. Remember, the Bible says without faith, without works is dead. Faith 
without works is dead. We got to have faith. That's our belief. That's our trust in the living God. But then our works is we take a step of faith. Take the step of faith today to go through the list that I just gave you. And if you believe you're an alcoholic, raise your hand and go get the help you need. There are AA groups. There's 800 numbers. You can go to hamptonministries.org, from beertothebible.com, email us, and we will get you the help that you need. So I look forward to talking to you guys more next week on the other side. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus. And the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.